You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OKSIS. Welcome to OK Sis. Welcome back, or if this is your first episode, welcome. I am Scout. I am Mads. Is that our new intro? This is our new intro, <laughs> and we are the sisters behind OK Sis. We're actually sisters. For those of you skeptics out there, we hear you. We see you, skeptics. We are literal sisters. We are literal, not figuratively sisters. We are. And I am the sisters. oldest. Yeah, people think that I'm the oldest. Um, I'm three years older than Mads. Yeah. So don't get it twisted. I'm don't the baby. <laughs> you are so the baby. So, oh my God. I'm so the baby. Um, anyways, hello, sisters. Welcome back. Another week. Another lovely week. Another Monday. Another Monday. TGIM. TGIM. That's um, the OK Sis slogan. So apparently, Scout, yes, you I watched did it. the Thank You it. Next video. I watched the Thank You Did you Next follow video. E! News? <laughs> yes, I followed E! News. I did my homework, man. I did my homework. Scout was on it. Okay, so here's my thoughts about the Thank You Next Ariana Grande music video. All right, what are your thoughts? Um, The hype was just a little too I much. 100%, I 100% Like, this wasn't a fucking lemonade, guys. No, this 100% agree I was like, you. I watched I was like, it's cute, and it's funny. It has nothing to do with ex-boyfriends. Yeah, it had. It really had nothing to do with the content of the song, which was really weird because, like, that's the whole point of the song. It's like, yeah, and to put her boyfriends in the burn book just doesn't really make sense. That means you're like trying to be rude to them. Yeah, I don't know. and the whole point of the song was like to. I mean, it was a f- it was a funny idea. But it was like, very nostalgic. It was, and I think that is what got people going, and that is what um, the hype was all about. Was that she was going to? And bring you're back so right that um, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Samuel Aaron Samuels is thirsty. Oh, he's so thirsty. I just looked at his Instagram. Oh, he's Woo! so thirsty. And he's, I hope he doesn't hear this. Sorry, yeah. Aaron Samuels. Sorry, we love you. He apparently is an instructor at um, Flywheel. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, no, but he, I mean, he, uh, but also, like, he kind of embraces that this is, like, his only One role thing. that, like, he has. So, on Instagram, he'll be kind of funny about it, but... Um, yeah, he's it was very so thirsty. annoying. I went to bed. I watched it before I went to bed, and literally, I'm just laying there in bed, and all I'm just hearing is, "I'm so fucking grateful for, for my ex. ex." I was like, "Oh my god, get this <laughs> shit out of my head!" I mean, Chris Jenner really stole okay, the show. That was that. I have to give it. That was pretty awesome. That was amazing. That was hilarious. She stole that entire music yeah, video. She really did. That was she was hilarious. the best part. Um, no, I I agree with you. I think the hype was a little much. Um, I was expecting like lemonade to come out. Yeah, I obviously understood why people liked it because of the nostalgia. And these were kind of movies that we grew up on. We grew up on very millennial based like rom coms of the early two thousands. I wouldn't call these rom. Are they called rom coms? I mean, they're going on thirty. Mean Girls not a rom com. I think le- I think Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde is not. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Okay, know how whatever. To call, whatever these are genres but um very like girly type of movies in the early 2000s yeah yeah love it good job ariana grande killing probably it probably won't watch the video again no um okay word of the week so last episode we said that we were going to give you a synonym for goddess because we keep saying that word and it's getting repetitive so the word of the week is exemplar so it is a person or thing serving as a typical example or excellent model. So we can say, like, this woman is an exemplar of beauty, of elegance, of perseverance, and perseverance. We could say that she is the highest point, the epitome, the paragon, the ideal of this thing. Oh, jeez. So what was our guest the ideal of today? Today we have oh my gosh, Natalie Suarez from Natalie Off Duty. We're pretty no. stoked. NBD. NBD. Guys, you're going to hear the OG fashion blogger and all her wisdom spewed out in the next hour. Yeah, it's pretty Just good. Just be ready. But no, she is. Okay, this is what she's the exemplar of. Of chicness. Exemplar of elegance. Of elegance, for exemplar sure. Exemplar of grace. Good one. Exemplar of being a gazelle. Oh, definitely a good one. She is a gazelle if I've ever seen one. She's a gazelle. Oh my god. She's like perfect. Jeez. Oh my god. Here we are with our hormonal uh, acne over uh, here. Schwitzy. Our Jewish schwitzy <laughs> Oh my sister. god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And she's just like this ethnic, like hotness exemplar of ethnic and hotness. She's so hardworking. Damn girl, that girl is Works, all over. Yeah, so yes. you were really excited about this episode this week. Yes, you guys are gonna really love it. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's about it. That's, that's all we. That's, that's all, all we got for you. That's, that's all, all we thoughts. got for you. <laughs> Even though um, we always have so many thoughts. I know we really do. <laughs> Everyone, please take uh, Theraflu. Yeah, we're all sick Holy over here day. on this end of the podcast. It's been great. Mads got me sick, which is awesome because I was sick two weeks ago, and here we are again. You know what? Tis the season. At least we're getting it over with before we go to England. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get healthy. We gotta get right in. And Mads and I are going to England and Berlin with the fam yeah, over Christmas break. If anyone has um, recommendations, hit, yeah, us hit us up. Send them our way. You can DM us as usual. Yeah, please DM us. We love it when we get DMs. Oh, please DM us. Please DM us. We will answer. <laughs> we will. We're so thirsty. We'll answer. No, I'm joking. We're joking. We're joking. But we will. We answer. will answer. We will answer. Okay, everyone enjoy this um, episode with Natalie. She was such a gem, and we I love think you, you guys are going to love it. All right, love you, sisters.
Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? 
Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Modeling since the age of 15, Natalie Lim Suarez has been a notable figure in the fashion industry for years. Based in New York City, she is half Chinese, a quarter Spanish, and a quarter Mexican. With her passion for photography, creative direction, design, music, writing, modeling, and style, Natalie Off-Duty was born. Completely inspired by the model off-duty, on-the-go lifestyle, she shares her stories, inspirations, and projects through her own photography and writing. So without further ado, Natalie Suarez. Hey. Hi. Okay, I'm going to like fangirl for like two seconds because I have been following you for forever and I am obsessed with everything you put out. Oh, thanks. That's crazy. Oh I, my I love that. You have all the ethnicities in you. Damn, girl. <laughs> That's why you're so beautiful. The most random mix ever. It's like. Which side, which side is which? So my mom is Chinese. Yeah, she was born in Singapore, raised in Malaysia. And then oh my, my dad God. is from L.A., but he is half Spanish, half Mexican. So Unbelievable. Yeah, they're like East meets West. And they met an East meets West party, which is kind of. Oh, that's so that's cute. That's so cute. You've got a good mix, girl. Oh, thanks. We love it. <laughs> um, okay, let's do a round of current fixations. Scout, okay. do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start us off. So I've been meaning to listen to the Tim Ferriss Show podcast for quite some time now, so I finally checked it out. Um, but the episode I clicked on called 10 Strategies to Be Happier Through Gratitude was actually a solo episode only featuring AJ Jacobs, um, but it was a really good episode. And what I'm currently fixated on right now is this one specific way to express gratitude. I am 
all about gratitude. I express it every single day. I have one of my best friends, and I actually text each other three things we're grateful for every day. Um, Wait, which which best friend? That's so Lauren. cute. Oh my god, that's Isn't so that cute. cute? Um, so AJ Jacobs <laughs> says that, and this is also a really big tip for those who suffer from insomnia or have trouble falling asleep. Um, when you lay down to go to bed and you close your eyes, go through the alphabet and list one thing you're grateful for for every letter. So A could be the apple that I ate, B, the book I'm reading, C, the coffee I drank. And like literally by the time you hit R, if you even get that way, you're sleeping. And it's a nice way to like infuse your sleep with positivity. Mm. Isn't that cool? Scout, look at you. Oh, Scout is the gratitude queen. She loves. That is the highest honor you could give me. (laughs) Have you read read The Gratitude Diaries? I feel like you need to read that. No, I need to read that immediately. It's really good. It's really good. Okay, I'm putting that on my list. Wait, so you... Yeah, I've been focusing on that too. Only because I feel like I'm always all over the place and Mm -hmm. always on the go. So yeah, you kind of need that reminder like yo everything is good yeah it's a really centering practice and a really good way to kind of remind yourself like we all forget how many blessings we have and the the alphabet gratitude thing makes you think about like the smallest things like the apple that you ate the app like the apple that you ate today was delicious and you're grateful for that so i really love this exercise so cute love it um, wait, oh, also, you were, you were talking about Tim Ferriss. Yeah, his podcast is incredible. I know, I need to get into it. The first episode I listened to, he's not he's on not it, on so I can't it, yeah. say anything about him yet, yeah. but I'm, go- I'm going to get into his. Yeah, he's great. He just did one with Carly Kloss, um, and she talked about Code with Klossy, but also about, you know, her uh, fashion experience. That yeah, it's actually really interesting, because I've never heard her... You speak. know, speak. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know her. Yeah, I know. Her, she must have yeah, pretty insane story. Exactly. Yeah. You and I was so excited to hear about her, just because you know I know her as a model and as um, you know all these different ventures, and I know she had co with Classy, but it's really it's exciting to hear her speak in such an eloquent way and on the Tim Ferriss podcast. So okay, I'll listen I to that yeah. on my drive home. Tonight. Yeah, he's 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 a great um, interviewer as well. Um, okay, so my current fixation is girlfriend leggings. So I don't know if you guys know this mm, brand. Yes, but, I do. Oh, you do? Okay, so all of their clothing is made out of recycled water bottles. And not only is it sustainable, but the leggings are super soft and comfortable. So you can feel chic, but also feel ethical about where your clothing is coming from. And it's um, it's mostly just workout clothes. And I'm, as you guys know, I'm a big Outdoor Voices gal, so... This was like really hard for me to to buy another type of legging, but I had just seen it all over Instagram. I was like, okay, it's a it's good for the environment. Let me just take the plunge and super chic You're and stoked. so so stoked. I love it, love it. And I need to check them out. Yes, they're a great brand. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Okay, Natalie, your turn. All right. Um. So my current fixation, yeah, it's basically Higa. Do you know what I mean? Hugga? It's like the Oh, yes, the, sc- the Scandinavian. Thanksgiving. Yes, 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 yes. Well, no, wait, what like is the it? the proper way to pronounce it. What? Wait, yeah. Explain what it is. Hugga. It's basically like making your home feel special and like kind of just being more in the moment and, and, and present. Mm-hmm. And whether it be your morning routine or going to bed or having more gatherings with friends and mm-hmm. I guess just making more intimate moments in your life that you'll remember and cherish and kind of going back to what you're saying about gratitude. It's kind of like that, but enjoying like all the little moments and little things mm-hmm. in your life and especially around your home. 
So I've been doing a lot of, you know, decorating and, you know, I don't know, just making my home feel more special because mm-hmm. I travel so much. And when I'm home, it's like I want to, you know, enjoy every moment and all the downtime. Your apartment is gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, is it, is it weird that everyone is it weird that everyone like knows what your apartment looks like? I know. I know. I put, I've done a lot of home posts. Yeah. Ever since I moved here. Um, you live in Dumbo, right? Yes. Yeah. I've been here now three years. And so and yeah, I just really wanted to make this place feel really cozy. And yeah, I love amazing. that. Wait, can you spell the it's like H-Y-G-G-E, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. H-Y-G-G. Yeah. There's also this other Scandinavian word. I should probably look it up. I'll post it later. But it's um, – the Scandinavians just have the best fucking words and the best ways to, like, capture a certain essence that we that we just don't have in English. Um, there's It's a word called it's, – it's to capture the sen- sensation of getting – drinking wine in your underwear alone at home. What? <laughs> Kind of, but that's kind of what it means. Yeah, it's just like alone time. (laughs) Yeah, alone or with friends. But it's like, yeah, little like moments that make you feel good. Specifically in your underwear. Yeah, no, that's what the word is. So funny. It's like getting drunk in your underwear alone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got to try that out. Oh, yeah, it's the best practice. (laughs) Okay, so let's get on to you. We're so excited to talk about you. You just said that this was your first podcast. Yes, yes. We are so <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm the whole podcast thing, but I'm, like, really interested in it. Absolutely. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's such an interesting medium, and it's kind of opposite of what we what we think um, – social media social media you know every everything is so quick everything is 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 clickbait mm. everything is like people can't keep your attention for five Low seconds and whatever and podcast is the complete opposite of that and so it's really an interesting moment in history that i think people are reverting back and wanting that more, more quality. intimate quality long-term type of channel or medium and it's it's so fascinating so like i mean obviously we're fascinated by it we love it um but yeah so that's that's we're so excited to, that you're we're your first podcast yes it's another form of higgit however you pronounce <laughs> we're all gonna just say it a different way hig exactly. hige whatever yeah whatever okay so take us back to the very very beginning how did you first get into fashion so I first got into fashion I was at 15 years old and I was in high school and I'm from LA area so like in the valley and I was always really tall and I was really into fashion like I love magazines and style and I shopped at estate sales and I had pretty wacky out there style. I was really into like teen Vogue at the time. Mm. So yeah, my style was really eclectic and all my friends were like, why don't you try modeling? And then, um, I kind of knew about it, but I heard, you know, it's really difficult industry, whatever. And then my mom actually took me to an open call to an agency and I was bored at the time. And it was funny. My parents were, my dad was waiting in the car and he was like, why are all the hot girls walking out? <laughs> you know, girls in their high heels and bodycon dresses. And then he's like, where's my Natalie? Where's my little Natalie? Um, so I actually yeah, got held back and they liked the, the pictures that I gave in, which was just some pictures taken in my backyard from my mom. And yeah, and I was signed right there. And that's kind of how I started in fashion. 
like always had that love and then eventually got signed to a modeling agency. Um, back then modeling is so different and it was so hard to get a good agency. So it was, yeah, a pretty big deal at the time. And now, now everyone can have their own portfolio just through social media. So at the time, it's just totally different. Sorry. Sorry. Um, oh yeah. That's how I started. Got my foot in the door. Amazing. What is it specifically that you love about fashion? I love, I don't know. I love, I love photography and, you know, capturing that mood and capturing someone's essence and their style. That's, you know, it's such a cool, I just always loved it. I just love everything about it. Yeah. Mostly like being able to capture someone's mood and essence. That's beautiful. And then for those that don't know you, which if they don't, they're missing out. Um, how would you describe your style? Uh, my style, yeah, it's very eclectic. It's it's a bit earthy from like my California upbringing. It's a, a little bit rock and roll, and but a lot more sleek now that I've been in New York for I've been in New York for about eight years already, and um, so yeah, I have that city style now. But it still has that eclectic mix that I've always had since the beginning of my blogging days. Yeah, you really do have an eclectic mix that's also very chic and effortless, which is what I love about your style. Um, okay, so you became a model. You love fashion. So how did Natalie off-duty start? So I was 18 at the time. So I was already modeling for about three years. Um, and my sister, Delana, she was at UCLA, and her side hobby was blogging, and it was basically Blogspot, and she would come back home, and she would take photos of me in the backyard, style me up, and she was a little bit more behind the lens, and I was kind of like her model muse, and she can do whatever and dress me up and take pictures, and so she introduced me to the whole community, and that was in 2009, so... It was that summer. I had some extra time on my hands, and I started Natalie off duty. So it was really exciting time since we were both one of the very first fashion blogs. And mm-hmm. so yeah, and it was mostly inspired by my lifestyle, the model off duty lifestyle, the yeah. girl on the go, and the the style when you're traveling and behind the scenes on shoots, and it's. I wanted it to be like this real place that showed the fashion modeling world through an insider's perspective. Mm. And so, yeah, it started off very much like that. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit more about the model off duty aspect of it. Like what, what kind of made you want to express that, that side of the fashion industry to people? Like why was it important to you to kind of give that backstage lens or that backstage look? Well, well, it started off as also like my portfolio because mm. modeling is also like really tough industry. You're just based judged based on your looks. You know, you just go into a casting you're in there for five minutes in front of the client and you just have to try to, you know, like, this is me, you know, me in five minutes. So actually having that model off duty, Natalie off duty platform, mm-hmm. it was like my, the extension of me and it was, being able to show what I'm all about and kind of, yeah, it was like my own personal diary and inspiration, finding my inspiration. And I wanted to use that to showcase my life, to inspire other people like 
you can do it too. You just have to be yourself. And um, so, yeah, the model of duty life, it's very just about effortless style, uh, being you and being raw. And that's what I think people gravitate to because it was real and authentic and, you know, very fresh. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot in the podcast, like this sense of people wanting to come back to realness and to authenticity. Um, we see so ma- so many saturated images and 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 brands on Instagram and all the, on these social platforms. So it's really refreshing when there's someone that is so just real to people, and you're like, okay, I can relate to that, or and even just different. Like every single person yeah. that I follow on Instagram is like unapologetically themselves, mm-hmm. has a complete unique angle, which I think Natalie, you really really succeed at that, um, and that the people that are maybe just copying or repurposing images that have already been kind of developed over and over again people are just passing through because we're looking for something different exactly and you've kind of established that so talk about how you've been able to establish an individual individualized you know brand or like very specific and differentiated brand amongst you know I mean you probably see it too like the saturation of this fashion world on Instagram like how have you how have been you able to been able to differ- differentiate yourself? Cool. So after, basically, if I see someone doing something, I always wanted to do the opposite. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of always been my mentality as I was growing the blog and growing my brand and everything. And it's all about just being different and being you. And I think. I think because I just always wanted to embrace being different and I embrace people's uniqueness that mm-hmm. I just went for it. And yeah, whether it be the way I shoot or the camera lens I'm using or filters, it's you, you want your own special thing. And I feel like a lot of new and upcoming influencers are just like you said, like trying to go for a certain look and mm-hmm. try to be exactly like who they admire. Um, but I think embracing who you are and you're having a unique vision is what's going to get you there totally you have to find that niche and that voice and then really propel that forward Uh so how do you balance both an a huge instagram presence and a blog for so for instagram it's yeah two to three times a day and it's basically like a full-time job you know you're kind of never off with Instagram and so yeah I'm posting two to three times a day not everything has to be super curated but I love good quality images mm-hmm. um, something that my feed doesn't have to look perfect but each standalone image is a statement and it's its own message um, so that's what I love and with the blog it's basically my entire life it's like the never-ending story <laughs> a personal diary that you know just keeps going and um I love it as my own visual diary to look back on and um yeah I love when it flows and yeah it's just like it's it's funny to have your whole past almost 10 years of your life documented it's pretty crazy to think yeah absolutely yeah. and I I mean I think everyone is so interested in the quote-unquote flow these days because it does it does capture someone's essence when you kind of go to their Instagram, just scroll quickly through, and, and you can kind of get their story of their life and the, the type of image they're trying to project. It's super – I think it's super important. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, there should always be a bit of a flow. And But like I said, I think people are going away from the super curated look. Mm-hmm. And just about your personal story, your overall message is going to always be more important. Absolutely. Than your just feeds look, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's about going above, it's going about going when it comes to like fashion blogging, fashion influencer, it's about going beyond the outfit, beyond beyond the product. Yeah, telling a whole story with it rather than just like surface level uh fashion. Mhm. So what was the moment that you realized that Natalie off duty could be a full-time job and actually be successful for you? So I guess I know. I guess when I started the blog, I guess 18, I was modeling. I was in LA and I was, I was doing a lot of work already. I was doing a lot of denim. I kind of was in the surf and skate area as well. I became the Vulcan ambassador for about three years. And a lot of that was from my blog because casting directors were seeing my work online and my story and photography and everything like that and so I was getting a lot of projects that way and that's when I knew like okay people are really taking notice and like what I do and like my vision and um, how I creative direct you know how I creative direct posts and shoots and it kind of evolved that way so instead of just being the model I got to you know pick the photographer you know style the campaign and it really went you know beyond um just modeling so that was kind of the beginning of it and um yeah it just kept evolving and into design collaborations and Mm -hmm. eventually I was seeing you know like the bigger picture absolutely and you know you've you've been in this space for a very long time and so I kind of want to know your thoughts around how the landscape is has evolved so like Instagram obviously you started off with the blog and with these with these projects but then you know integrating into Instagram and and evolving as technology you know changed and how you were able to adapt to that and you know what are your thoughts on keeping up with everything and still remaining relevant throughout all the changes totally I know I think I feel like a lot of the bloggers that started around my time around 2009 and some of the you know the OGs you know we're kind of constantly reinventing ourselves Mm -hmm. and um, for me it's it never feels like a chore I always like reinventing and coming up with something new and I think that's what's kept me going I always have that drive yeah and it just never goes away and I'm really thankful for that and I get to work with my sister I have like an awesome team of people I work with and just yeah just growing like that and I think now it's about yeah quality over quantity it doesn't matter how many followers you have it's about what you're putting out there it's about who you are it's um and I think that's the changing factor right now um less about numbers and more about what you bring to the table what are your talents what um and that's that's kind of how the work part of it is coming along too. It's not all. It's not just about the followers anymore. It's mm-hmm. Definitely, brands are getting smarter. Your followers are smarter, and um, brands are becoming a lot more choosy with who they work with. And Absolutely. you know, everyone take, takes note of that. Totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
I I think that like engagement or like the way your followers are actively engaged with you is a much more important metric than the than the volume and the number of followers you have. Just because then that means that pe- pe- the content that you're putting out there is actually affecting people and people are really inspired or it compelled to comment or like or to really engage with you and i think that's something that's way more valuable um to the number of followers like you had just said i think that's super important to to know and to even stand out from the crowd like you got to have quality content coming out you got to really put some time and effort into curating something that you feel like can provide value to other people and then when you connect with those people via something similar or a point of view they agree with or something that's relatable that's kind of where the magic happens and that's where the connections truly come from yeah and that's all that's like really the whole point right that's the whole (laughs) point of instagram is to connect and uh to to share and i think it's important like taking it offline Mm. you know not just not just being this person you see on the internet but you know like whether it be like hosting events and stuff, I get to meet so many people and readers and it just makes it so different. Just yeah. more personal. I love like meeting people and making friends through, um, through Instagram. I've made a lot of friends. Yeah. Wait, so what kind of, community, so. yeah. What kind of events have you done? What kind of real, real life events have you put on and like what, what goes into those types of events? Cool. Um, well, I did in lo- two big events in the city uh, when I had my Macy's collection out for this fall. It was just a capsule, two seasons. Actually, it was fall, but two collections. And we threw two big parties, and basically I got to go through all my comments and all my messages, find the girls in New York City that have been following me and who are bloggers and who are like into the same thing. And I would just personally reach out and invite them. And so we had a huge one at the Jane. We had one here in Dumbo. Mm -hmm. Um, And just meeting people face to face, it was crazy. And we like became friends and I see them all the time and I keep inviting them to things. And when there's events happening or parties happening and we've just become like real life friends and it's crazy um, how tight our community actually is when you when you go out and meet, meet everybody. So with that collection, it really brought a lot of cool new people into my life. What where do you where do you think the value of community lies with bloggers? Um, where the value of community, I think it's so important, and I think right now with the whole you know women empowerment, everyone's supporting each other which is amazing because I feel like at the beginning people were really competitive and it was more about not sharing contacts and this and that. And um, I think now it's the total opposite. Everyone wants to get everyone involved. And the amazing thing about, especially the bloggers in New York, we all support each other. If someone has a launch, we all go to it. If they're launching a brand, we all, you know, come and support. And I think that's huge right now. And it's just pretty incredible to see, you know, women actually supporting each other that's so that's a really interesting observation the shift from the more like competitive nature of of blogging and then now to this like inclusive collaborative collaborative type of nature yeah that's amazing and i mean and it's like i just and and 
what it proves is that it works. Like, you know what I mean? Like, before, it, it, like, it proves that collaboration and bringing people up and empowering people actually works. works. It doesn't have to be this, like, heads-on constant competitive competitiveness. It's awesome to see that, that, that that's thriving right now. Um, okay, we need to talk about your relationship with your sister because you are on OKSIS, and we are yeah. sisters over here, so we love talking to sisters. Um, how do you guys collaborate – and then kind of, you know, is there ever that sense of competition or some sort of, you know, butting heads? How, how do you guys work together? Work together? Yeah, so Dee and I are so similar. We're almost like twins, which is weird. We, like, talk the same. We have the same mannerisms. We have the same voice. And we have a very, same, we have a very similar eye. But we're actually three years apart. And it's just crazy. We're always been so similar, but, um, basically we work together every day. We shoot each other and we kind of are self-taught photographers and all the content we create on our own and video, everything from video to editing. Um, we do it all wow. <laughs> and it's really fun. And I, it's like having a best friend and you can go with you that can go with you everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we, and I think it's been even better for our work when we do projects together because a lot of brands and um, campaigns will have us both on board. And mm-hmm. I think it's always the best projects because we get to do things and our different eyes and put it together. And it always becomes more unique and more special. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I, th- I guess, the, yeah, I guess the only times when we've like butted heads is like when we're overworked. Mm-hmm. because we see each other so much and every day and even on the weekends like today and on a Sunday we were shooting some things earlier because um, we always have so much going on mm-hmm. and so it's important we have that balance and um, our life work friends balance and we have the same friends too um, but I think we've outgrown any kind of competitiveness or mm-hmm. any kind of fighting it's just not worth it you know um, yeah so if it if it gets to the point where we're overworked or stressed, we're like, okay, like you go home, let's take a breather, and we'll get back to this later, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, but we yeah, we've definitely butted heads before, and I mean, I think that's normal. I'm sure you guys know working together as sisters. <laughs> Mads, do you think there's a sense of competition with yeah. us? A sense of competition between us? Yeah. Um, no, because we're just. I mean, unlike. You, Natalie, and your sister, where Scout and I are so different. Like, we're polar opposites. Okay, but we're not – you always say we're polar opposites, but we're not total polar opposites. We share a lot of the same interests. We do. We do. I know. I think um, our temperaments are definitely different. Our temperaments are polar opposites. There we go. That's what I meant. Um, No, but but I think what I've learned about working with Scout is there's this realness that I I experience that I – haven't seen in other type of work environments you know in other professional settings you have this somewhat distance and like professional demeanor and I'm not trying to say like I'm not you know professional around you scout but there is this sense of you know sisterly energy and we grew up together we know each other we know each other like what what makes each other tick and what really makes each other happy you know so we have that all already bank of knowledge of one another and it's so easy just to kind of let it flow between us and let the honest it's so honest if that makes sense um and there's it's so intimate and there's no distance between us and I think that works to our advantage at first I was a a bit 
a bit hesitant just because we are sisters, but I think that works to our advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, Natalie, are you the oldest? No, I'm the youngest. Oh my you god, are? I I totally Everyone's thought you were the oldest. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the baby too. Do you guys have any other siblings or just you two? Just us. Yeah. 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 We're just three years apart, but I'm the little sister, and people are always like, "What?" I think it's because I've been blogging more, you know, full time, like yeah. forever, and um, she didn't end up doing it full time until a bit later and moving to New York later. So people think she's younger. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, Actually, I've always followed in Dee's footsteps, so. I love how you call her Dee. That's so cute. Yeah, you call her Dee. You're like Dill, Dill Pickle. We have like all these random. Love it. I know, yeah. Everyone thinks that I'm older. I'm three years younger than Scout um, as well. So we kind of have the same 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 dynamic. I love that. Um, Wait, so when did you move to New York and why did you feel the need to? Uh, So I moved to New York... About it was eight years ago. Um, it was just I had an event here in New York for a blogging project, actually. And at the same time, I met with a few modeling agencies, and you know, just took a few meetings. I went back to LA, and then my LA agency called me up and was like, "Oh, you know, they want to sign you in New York for the summer, and just so you can test out and see how you like it." And so that was really exciting, and that's what brought me to New York. Mm. And a month before, Delana actually got a job in Philadelphia. So at that time, we were kind of, like, really sad that we were going to be apart since we were, you know, doing already the blogging together, like, full-time almost. Um, And she actually – we shot a free people catalog together. This was our first, like, blogging project and it was the cover of the catalog Mm -hmm. and then a year later they called her to go to Philadelphia to work full-time and so I was like oh my god really sad right and but then it was the exact same time when my New York agent wanted me to come to New York so it's like we were meant to come to the east coast at some point um and that's how I ended up here and I just never went back because I mean, I loved it, and I loved working here, and I always wanted to do more high fashion, um, and I knew I had to come to New York if I was really going to, like, take it to the next level. So what does a day in the life look like for you in New York? Uh, okay, let's see. Every day, <laughs> every day is so different. It's, you know, I wake up, I have my coffee, I light some Palo Santo. Ooh. And- yeah, I have my Higgin moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then um, I'm probably, yeah, shooting in the morning with D. We'll have, a few, like, if we have campaigns going on, we have to shoot, like, almost every day, which is crazy. Wow. Just every day we shoot, whether it be one or two things, um, sometimes more. And then in later in the afternoon and evening, we'll plan meetings or there will be events. And in New York, there's, like, an event every night, so it's mm-hmm. hectic. And then after that, it's like I have to catch up on emails. <laughs> totally. It doesn't end. <laughs> doesn't so, end. Wait. Um, so wait, I, I kind of want to go back to like New York versus L.A. type of feel. Because like you're from yeah. L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that a lot of people that go from the West Coast to the East Coast, it's a much harder transition. But it looks like you've really loved New York and the vibe there. So talk to us a little bit about what your favorite things are about both cities because I feel like you obviously have some sort of kinship towards LA um we're in LA I mean I 
I love LA, but um, I'm very partial. But um, so kind of talk about how you were able to make that move and what are your favorite things about both cities? My face. Um, let's see, LA. I just love LA and um, I love driving. I love my car. I love homes and backyards. And yeah. <laughs> So I was born in Santa Monica and like raised in the valley, but and like went to school out there. And I don't know, I just loved it. I loved that in LA you can have that like really quiet time, especially mm-hmm. growing up. You kind of become more. You kind of find out what you want. You kind of want to get out. I felt like I wanted to get out of mm-hmm. where I was from. Um, well, I just wanted to like try something new because I was born in LA and. Uh, I was working there too already, like when I was 15, you know, doing modeling and I was ready to take that leap. Um, but yeah, I love that quiet time that you get in LA. And I think growing up, that's kind of where I found yeah. uh, my creativity really. Um, cause I was, you know, listening to a lot of music, you know, teaching myself how to play guitar. Like I had more of that downtime. Whereas in New York, if you grew up here, I feel like you're stimulated all the time. It must be crazy. Um, But when I moved to New York, I felt, I guess, more independent and Mm. kind of, you're kind of just thrown into this jungle. (laughs) And um, I love like being on my feet, walking, the energy, and it just feels very homey here for me. I don't know. Yeah. You've created a home there. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Both. I feel like I could live in both places and I, I always say I'm going to go back to LA at yeah. one point. Yeah. So maybe- <laughs> we're, so we're maybe- petitioning you to come back. <laughs> I would, I would love to. I love the sunshine. Yeah. 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 So how do you, you can listen to more podcasts in the car? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So how do you balance your life in New York when there's literally an event going on every single night? How do you kind of know that boundary between overextending yourself and growing your business? Uh, yeah, Dee and I, Delana and I, we plan our days a lot. So um, if we know we have an event um, one night, we'll be like, okay, maybe let's not do something the night before we can go to the gym, you know, mm-hmm. have that like self care moment. Um, so we always really balance it out. And I mean, Delana's married. Um, we don't live together. So we do have our own lives. And, um, but I think because we're so close, we make it work. And yeah, I just, I guess I just learned to balance it all. I feel like I never overstress myself. My friends are like, you're always working. Or people I work with are like, do you ever stop? And I'm like, I don't, I guess, yeah, I do. I, I mean, I don't document everything that I do on social media. So I have that me time and, mm-hmm. you know, my personal life that I don't, you know, don't share. So I, I feel like I have that balance. Do you ever say no to opportunities? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no way to do it all. Yeah, there's no way to do it all. And it's not like you can make every event or do every meeting. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I've, I, I've learned to prioritize what's important to me and, you know, what I think is going to help grow my career and um, whatever, do what I love. And sometimes projects I take on are passion projects they don't always have to be a huge campaign Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, finding that balance. Talk to us about self-care because you mentioned that. So, I mean, one, you probably have to keep up your appearance. You're on, you're doing shoots, you're going to events. Like, how do you kind of create that self-care moment for yourself and up, you know, groom yourself or upkeep, upkeep your life? Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm always, yeah, trying to go to the gym. Yes. <laughs> and so basically me is like, okay, okay, I need to find time to go to the gym. Um, but yeah, I try to, at least every other day, or mm. if try to squeeze in like an hour. I just go to Equinox here and Dumbo and Sometimes I'll take classes like boxing or Pilates. Um, and yeah, but I'm so on the move all the time. I'm mm-hmm. always, it's like always a workout. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm always moving. I'm, I'm like my parents. Like my parents are very like, we're always moving and energetic and definitely get it from them. It's yeah. just like the energy. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you guys are, you guys don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like it though. I mean, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you're passionate about it. If it's exactly. something, yeah. I think, going, I think going to the gym is like my chill time. Like I love it. <laughs> okay, I need to get. I need to get on that because I do not like the gym. Yeah, you're like no. Scout, Scout's like the gym is my non chill time. Like literally, I <laughs> despise steam it. Room or something. Yeah, go yeah. to the steam room. The steam room is good. That's a good idea. <laughs> Just skip the gym. Go to the steam room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we need, as we do, as it seems like every podcast, we need to talk about your skincare because, girl, you are Flawless. looking like a fucking gla- Your face looks like glass. Your face looks like a piece of glass. It is so elegant. It is flawless. It tell is us poreless. Everything. Tell us your routine. Or just tell us, like, just tell us some, like, products you can never live without. Okay, cool. Um, what can I not live without right now? Uh, I use, like, so many different creams. It's, like, sad. <laughs> so do we. Um, so I use a lot of Sicily Paris. I love mm. – they have really good sleeping masks, like, really good serums. Um, I'm also really into like Paracone MD for, they have an overnight cream that I love. I'm also into Korean skincare, like Suwasu is one of my faves. They have amazing sheet masks and that's good for just like hydrating. And I also just keep like little samples, like even little Sisley samples in my purse because throughout the day I like to hydrate. Mm -hmm. Like out, I'm like, I feel a little like gross or like very important actually you know after you wear a little bit of makeup you just feel like okay i just need to put like moisture on so then i'll you know use a little cream when i'm on the go and just like tap it around my eyes or on my mouth and, and then i just feel better so yeah i just hydrate a ton that's a good tip that's a really good tip guys we yeah. got we got to stay hydrated yeah hydration is number one it's key yeah okay Tell us, talk to us just like if someone, I know this is a kind of cliche question, but it does seem like the world is veering in this direction. If, if there's a young girl listening who wants to kind of tap into this blogger influencer type of scary world that it's become now, what, what are some of your just like very blanket top tips for them to keep in mind as they're starting off? Uh, I guess. I feel like I, when I was young, I always was looking at someone. Like, I always had, like, 
like people I was obsessed with or, you know, someone's career. I was like, Oh, like I love how she transitioned from model to designer. I don't, I always like looked up to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I found my inspiration. So, um, I think finding someone that you can look up to having someone to talk to about it, I think is important. Um, whether it be your friend, your parents, or, um, yeah, sibling, and just kind of talk about what you envision, how you see yourself, and where you want to go, and then take those baby steps, and I think it's important to never think you're above something, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to get somewhere, but they don't want to do the dirty work of, you know, all the hard work, and um, time, and Um, or thinking that they're above doing something. And I think it's all about the baby steps and, you know, paying your dues. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So who are a few people that you look up to? For me, I think I loved, you know, at the time I loved Erin Wasson a lot. Yes. I forgot about her. Yeah. I love her. Um, I just like always followed her career and mm-hmm. she's always like such a good style inspiration and she's also just like creative too and seeing her design collaboration, starting her own brand and I was just, you know, I loved like the way she, you know, even her home tours and everything. I just, just loved her aesthetic and who else do I love? I love the Olsen twins because yes. they're kind of like, you know, the sisterhood. Scout loves the Olsen I twins. adore them oh. to my death. Exactly. Obsessed. Obsessed with their style and, you know, just seeing the evolution of their careers is yeah. pretty great. Um, yeah, those are probably my main as far as just, like, style inspiration and, like, and, um, yeah, aesthetic. Yeah, um, I mean, those are, those are great those are ones. Those are great ones. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. it made me love New York too. They're kind of like my New York inspiration as well. Yeah, they're very New York. Yeah, very. But yeah, nice. and then as far as like having like that support group and like people to talk to, for me it's like Delana, you know, my parents, and just I have such a close support system. So having that is really helpful. Yeah, your family seems so tight knit, which is amazing to watch. Yeah, thanks. We're yeah. I mean, having that. I mean, yeah, as you said, the support system and also kind of something we've touched upon uh, multiple times on the podcast is like telling someone and being held accountable for your ideas. So if you want to start something, go tell someone. Go tell someone and then you'll be held accountable because that person's going to probably follow up and be like, oh, what happened to that idea or how's it going? And like you feel like you need to propel yourself forward. So that's definitely true. It's like having those people around you and just telling them, (laughs) just like letting them know the vision and letting them know, getting their feedback. Yeah, even, like, friends will tell you something from a different perspective, and Mm -hmm. it just, yeah, it just helps put the pieces together. Absolutely. Makes it a little less scary. That's for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, Natalie, this was incredible. We're obsessed with you. Yeah, we're obsessed with you. I love you, too. so fun. Oh, my God. I can't believe this was your first podcast. You're a natural. Aw, thanks. (laughs) Okay, so let everyone know where they can find you and stalk you because you're, like, a beautiful gazelle. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, you know, Instagram. My Instagram is Natalie Off Duty. And yeah, my website, my blog, natalieoffduty.com. 
perfect. <laughs> um, and everyone can find me at Maddie Mayo, M-A-D-Y-M-A-I-O. You can find me at Scout Sobel, S-C-O-U-T-S-O-B-E-L. And you can find OKSIS at OKSIS Podcast. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. I hope to see you girls one day in LA. Yes, yes. absolutely. Let's get coffee. Let's let's do a That'd shoot. Can we? Yeah, down we'll sh- we'll shoot <gasps> a sister content shoot. Let's do yeah, it. Down. We're down. We're gonna go to Alfred Coffee. Be super basic. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm okay. All right. Love you. Bye, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.